0: And I bet, I bet some of you know Linda better than I do or have known her longer than I do. But I have had the pleasure of getting to know her one-on-one and meet with her and pray with her. And I've got to say, you're in for a treat tonight. This woman has a heart for the Lord, and she definitely has a heart for Scripture as well. And I'm excited to see as she uh, shows us what the Lord has revealed and put on her heart tonight. I think it'll be really timely For all of us so i'd love to welcome up linda troyer thank you thank you all
1: right we're gonna have some fun tonight wow look at this crowd wow this is great there in the beginning i was looking around i was like hmm the seats are a little empty i was going to have everybody try to move forward and come closer, but I think we filled the seats. Then I was teasing with some of the girls in the back there that purposely sat in the back. I was like, okay, I know how you roll. Guess what? I'm gonna put podium back there and everybody's gonna turn their seats around. (laughs) I really think we should do that sometime for the people who go in the back. You're in the front, surprise. Okay. All right, well, um, again, she already introduced me. My name is Linda Troyer, and it's always a privilege to stand here, especially before my sisters in Christ. And I've been so excited to share this word with all of you today that I literally just sprung out of bed this morning, and I was like, why couldn't this meeting be at 7 a.m. instead of 7 p.m.? I'm sure some of you are like, I am so glad it wasn't well anyways so um but I am just am very very excited to to share what the Lord has given me tonight um, much I want to share um, I, I just it's it's a word that's very precious to me and the Lord's going to come and do some amazing things um, but before um, I jump into that I wanted to share with you um, something in John 17. Um, Jesus, this is Jesus's prayer, and it's kind of cool that we get to eavesdrop a little bit on his prayer to the Father, and there's a lot of dialogue in this prayer, but there's one particular verse that really stands out to me that I absolutely love, and I believe it's verse 13. I wrote it down, Um, but it says that, um, that they would know my joy, and that his joy would be made full in us, and I love that, that out of all the things Jesus prayed for in that prayer, he's praying for joy for us, so Having said that, um, I was um, preparing for this, and I got to be honest with you. Just the spirit came over me with such joy. There was a part um, uh, that I was preparing, and I literally just started to laugh. And it's funny because did you read the title? Did did you see what the topic is? (laughs) <laughs> and 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 what's funny is some of you might be thinking, "Wait a minute, didn't they say something in the memo about refreshment? I didn't hear anything about repent." Well, it's because we're going to that's how we get refreshment is through repenting and this is going to become your favorite word. So the joy of the Lord is just going to come and it's just going to bring and do amazing things tonight. So having said that, I felt like I wanted to prime the pump a little bit tonight. Tonight even though we're talking about a very serious topic, a topic that's um great there's joy in it for us so um having said that um i wanted to show a couple funnies because the lord's been showing me that he laughs do you know that i don't know where it was ever said or implied to me that christianity means you can't laugh anymore you can't have fun and you just look like you suck on lemons all day long i don't want to be that kind of person i want people to go wow you look like you're having fun what are you doing Because Jesus is a blast. He's the greatest thing going. And not only that, um, he wants us to have joy, and he gives it. And do you know that the fruit of the Spirit is joy? I mean, I understand peace, patience, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and joy. Joy. Joy! He wants us to have joy. So um, we're going to experience some of that joy tonight, I believe, with all of my heart, but before we do, like I said, I want to prime the pump, get some giggles out of you guys, oh and please, you have got to laugh, because these are really, really cute and funny. So I've been looking at some funny stuff lately, and I wanted to share it with you guys. But before that first slide goes up, it's up now. This is the T-shirt we need when you fly Southwest. <laughs> Let's talk about Jesus. It guarantees me an entire seat to myself, a whole row. (laughs) Isn't that great? But you know what's funny is if I actually saw somebody in that shirt, I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's talk about Jesus. (laughs) All right, let's put up the next slide. The awkward moment you start singing before the worship team does. (laughs) Has anybody ever done that? What? Or have you been worshiping in that great moment and your arms are up and you belt out the wrong part? I meant to do that. I'm singing to Jesus. Next slide. When you open your Bible to the exact verse you were looking for. Yay! Especially when you're, you know, a a teacher of the word. That's exceptionally exciting. All right, next one. (laughs) Rise to the newness of life. Drive by baptism. Oh, I love it. I thought that one was good. Okay, and the last one you mean to tell me you didn't bring your Bible to church? (laughs) Look at that face. Is that not the face of a future preacher? I love it, I love it. So since we're on that topic, if you didn't bring your Bible to church, you're gonna wanna have one right now. So we've got some on the sound booth as well as on the sides. You can open up your phones as well. because I want you ladies to have the Word of God in your hands because everything I talk about tonight is based on it, drawn from it, and it's going to send us right back into it. So I want you to make sure that you have the Word of God in your hand. Okay, so like I said, tonight we're going to be talking about repent. Um, I want you ladies to realize that this word—well, let me ask this question by show of hands if you feel comfortable raising your hand. How many here, when you hear the word repent, you get warm fuzzies and you get happy and excited? Okay, good. How many of you here, when you hear the word repent, get afraid or scared? Or it's kind of one of those words that, you know, you just don't like to talk about. Okay. All right. Thank you for the honesty. Well, by the end of the night, you're going to go through your Bible, and you're going to put little hearts every time you see the word repent, because you're going to realize what it really means, and that it's not this smack on the hand from God, but rather a hand reaching to kiss yours. That's repentance. Repentance. So I'm going to convince you through the scriptures tonight that this is the picture that it is, and you're going to begin to love this word um, because it truly is a gift. It's a gift of God's grace. It is the best news after the good news of Jesus Christ. And what I mean by that is in um, 1 John 1 1.9, uh, scripture says that if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just to not only forgive us but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness all unrighteousness. And it means the same thing in the Greek as it does in the English. All of our unrighteousness. He cleanses us. That is good news. Not only that, um, Psalm 103, verse 12, in the New Living Translation. I will open it up and read it here real quick. Let me get my readers on. Oh, the joys of age. One day closer to Jesus, and I've moved up into my bifocals is not bifocals I don't have bifocals yet so I'm um, 103 um, I've just got my magnifying glasses on okay let me get there probably should have marked it but I just want to show you all that even though I love the Word of God and I know the Word of God I still have to flip through the pages too okay so I'm 103 12 check this out he has removed our sins as far from us as the East is from the West That's some good news. So let me tell you this. It's not our east and our west, like, you know, from New York coast to the California coast. No, no, his east and his west. So think universe, galaxy that we don't even know the end of. Heavens are above that. So that sin that you confess and you repent from, that he cleanses you from, takes it, and that thing gets casted as far as the east is from the west. No more anywhere near you. That's good news. Amen is right. Thank you. And then Isaiah 43. We got to look at this one Isaiah 43, 25. That's going to be after the Psalms. It's funny. I stand up here and I'm like, where's that book again? Who moved it? Who moved Isaiah? Okay, 43, 25. 43, 25. Mm. The Lord says, I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. Ever. Ever. So as far as the east is from the west, forgiven, cleansed, blotted out, never to remember them. He does it for his name's sake. Why? Because he absolutely loves us and wants to be with us. He doesn't tolerate us. He loves us. And so he's made great provision for sin to be moved away from us, but we have a part, and that's we need to confess it, and then we need to repent. So the beauty of this is, is not only does all of this happen, but we also, with repent, get to have a do-over. Um... My son had an accident um, a couple years ago. We live on Lewis Center Road, and he was driving across Route 3. And he was young, and he's a teenage boy, and he was comfortably sitting back in his seat. You and I both know that when you're going out across traffic at 55 miles an hour, and you're like playing chicken across the road, you kind of want to lean up just a little bit and look past that little area called a blind spot. But he was just sitting comfortably and was like, no one's coming, and went, and then bam, he got hit. By the grace of God, no one was hurt, not the car who hit him or the car that he flew into because he was hit so hard. God was good, but I guarantee you if he wanted a do-over or could have had one, he'd have got it. He would have asked for it, a do-over. That's what it is when, when we repent. It's the Lord going, I'm wiping the slate clean. You get to do it over again. Now, there are consequences. We see that with King David. Um, There was sin that he did uh, that there was a consequence to when he sinned against uh, the Lord by sleeping with Bathsheba. Um, The sword did not leave the house. His son slept with his wives on the roof. That child that was illegitimate um, uh, died. Um, And all of this because he slept, committed adultery, and then also um, proceeded to kill the woman's husband. But God forgave him. And then God blessed him with another son, who's King Solomon, who built the temple of the Lord. And God blessed him and didn't take his spirit from him. So God is a faithful God. He wants us to come to him and to repent. He wants to draw near to us. Now, having said that, I know there's that temptation of us possibly thinking, well, if God's so loving and God's so kind and he's so wonderful and he's so gracious, well, then does that mean that I can just sin and he'll forgive me? I can just do this thing I know I'm not supposed to do. Let me say the words of the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. Where sin abound, grace abound all the more, okay? But may it never be that we ever take the goodness and the grace of God and go, you know, I know he'll forgive me for this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because Romans 2-4 says the kindness of God leads us to repentance. It's his kindness. It's a gift. And Matthew 3.8 says that we need to keep fruit, uh, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. When we repent, there's evidence of it in our lives, both in our own hearts and lives and in our eyes, but also those that are watching. When there's a true repentance, there's fruit in keeping with it. You're no longer heading in the direction of that sin that you were doing, but you're following the Lord, and you're turning from that. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that. But the beauty of it is, ladies, that when we start to think about all of this, it can be a little bit overwhelming at times because bottom line is we all sin, all of us. All flesh is the same give ourselves five minutes and we will be looking at the Lord heading in the direction of him but then we catch our eyes at something else and then before we know it we're just we're headed in this direction and he's telling us to repent and to turn back to him it's just what we do and some of you may be a little bit offended at the fact that I've just said that you were a sinner um, and that you sin every five minutes but the truth is um, I didn't say it God did a uh, Romans 3 23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God all of us So we're all in the same boat. So if anybody just thinks that I never have and I never do, then we make God out to be a liar. So let's just call it what it is, pull the elephant out in the middle of the room, and then let's talk about what God allows us to do so that we don't have to continue to walk in sin, so that we can have that joy that comes from repentance, the, the, the refreshment that comes from rep- repentance. But I want to leave you with one last verse, especially you young folks. I love that you're sitting up front here. So nice of you to do that, just right there in front. I asked them. In fact, I, I ordered them. Um, but anyways... Um, uh, David, King David, has a beautiful prayer in Psalm 19. He says, Lord, cleanse me, equip me of my hidden faults. The things, the sins that I do that I don't even see that I do. Because there's things that we do that we don't even realize we're doing. And then as we grow in the Lord, we're like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. He's so gracious. So King David prays, you know, equip me, cleanse me of my hidden faults. But then he goes on to say, and keep presumptuous deliberate willful sins far from me far from me it's a great prayer to pray because all flesh is the same as long as we're wrapped in this thing i'm sorry we're going to sin i wish we wouldn't but the good news is is that if we keep in step with the holy spirit according to galatians we won't carry out the desires of the flesh So there's power and there's victory in it. So we don't walk around and go, well, I guess if I'm just going to sin, I might as well just sin. And it's all the flesh. is the same, Linda said. So we're just going to, you know, be forgiven, you know. No, no. Let's look to the Lord. But just know when it happens, Lord, please forgive me. So I just want you to know I've been praying for each one of us um, and asking the Lord to really begin to prepare our hearts and to show us something that we need to repent of and we need to give to him that he's working on. And I want you to know this is a safe place. And again, this is good news. This is a joyful thing. This is a wonderful thing. And again, I want you to see it not as a slap on the hand, but as God literally going after you to turn you and draw you back to himself. And he went out of his way, great extents, to make provision through his son so that that could even happen. So let's be sure to do it because it's only when we repent that we can experience that refreshment. So we're going to be looking at a verse, and we're going to sit here, uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 19. But before we do, I want to just pray, okay? Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would come and just breathe on to these scriptures. Life, your love, your power, and your joy. Jesus, just as you came and destroyed the works of the devil, I pray in your name that you would destroy every single lie that has been spoken to us or whether we've heard it or seen it in the area of repentance, that is not true. I pray, Lord, that this word would become a favorite word to the women here, that they would truly understand what it means, and that they would love it, that they would do it, that they would share it with others. This is your gift to us, Lord, that we get to repent and turn back to you. God, you are so good to us. Father, help the women to see tonight that you are a God who pursues them, chases them down constantly. You never stop because you're always about relationship with us. You're always drawing us back to yourself because you love us so much. So come and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're going to take a look at this, uh, this verse, and this is pretty much where we're going to sit for most of the night. Um, there'll be a couple verses we'll look at with it, but we're going to, we're going to take this thing apart. You'll notice there's, it's highlighted words. Those are the words we're going to look at in the Greek. And some of you are probably thinking, well, that's a bit heady. Well, it's a good thing you got a head, right? So we're going to have fun tonight. You're going to learn what these words mean. You're going to know exactly what they mean in the Bible. You're not going to know what Linda said. You're going to know what the word of God said because God watches over his words to perform it, not Linda's. And you're going to know the truth of God's word tonight, and that truth is going to set you free, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. First verse, or, or first word we're looking at is the word repent. Now, as we look at this word, i got to share this with you. Um, because some of you may know this, or maybe you've forgotten. Some of you may not know this. Um, the word repent is not a new word in the Bible. In fact, Old Testament, when um, the prophets, the, uh, the old time preachers, uh, when they would go uh, and, and share, uh, the Lord would send them out. Do you want to know what their message was every time they went? Repent. Every time they went, the message was repent. Why? Because all flesh is the same, and we sin, give us five minutes. And they didn't have the holy spirit back then so whew, whoa could you imagine what that was like so anyways so here are these prophets go preaching repent can you imagine if every single weekend we would come and danny penny um, michael um, jt everybody would preach well, today's sermon's going to be on repentance repentance repent wouldn't you be like um i think they're trying to say something right This is what it was in the Old Testament. And some of us might think, well, that's because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. So I'm sure the New Testament, we we behaved a little bit better and things got better when Jesus came, right? Well, uh, first preacher on the scene, his name was John the Baptist. We no more get into three chapters of the very first gospel. And uh, guess what he's doing in the wilderness besides eating wild locusts and honey? He's saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Are you catching a theme here? Okay, and then he goes and gets beheaded, um, and then Jesus starts to preach. And guess what he starts to preach in Matthew chapter 4? Repent. You guys are incredibly smart. This is great. So can you see the importance of, and that God wants us to know, that we need to repent, right? Well, let's look at what that word means. The word repentance means to change one's life based on a complete change of attitude and thought concerning sin and righteousness. This is what repent means. Revelation 3.19 says, Jesus says, and, and, and again, um, we see in Acts, this is in Acts, that there is a message out about repentance, to repent um, and return to the Lord. But there's also in Revelation, you would think at the end of the book that maybe we would catch on, Right? maybe we would finally get to the place that we're actually doing this. But the truth is, we need to be reminded again because Jesus starts talking about things that are yet to come to a church yet to be. And he says to them, you see it here, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Be quick, be zealous, and want to repent. Because if we don't, he's going to discipline us. But listen, it's because he loves us. And Hebrews 12 talks about that if you're not disciplined by the Lord that's a problem that means you're an illegitimate child you're not his so it's a blessing so we need to repent we see the importance of that and this is what it means but verse 20 um, of Revelation 19 I didn't put it up there but Jesus says behold I stand at the door and I knock I knock and you know why because sin's a separator it's like a wedge that starts to get between us and the Lord It pushes us away from him, and we're going to see it, why and how that happens in our next uh, word that we're going to look at, and that is return, the word return. Scripture says, therefore, repent and return. I guess I should have read the scripture before we got started, eh? Um, Repent and return. The word return here means to worship or to the worship of the one true God. It means... To the love and obedience of God, and it means to the love to love wisdom and righteousness. This is what we're turning back to. I remember uh, Penny preaching and talking about um, repentance before, and she talked about it as a military term. That the word literally means uh, like to do absolutely an about face and turn the other direction from which you were coming. It means to just turn around and go back. And this is what you're going back to, the worship of the true God, to the love and obedience of God, to love wisdom and to love righteousness. And Danny also talked this past weekend um, uh, about um, repentance and his definition, he said, which was wonderful. Um, I wrote it down, I took some notes. Um, He says, repentance is Jesus working in me what is pleasing to him, conforming my life, my attitude and my heart towards Him—that's what we just defined here. This is repentance. This is returning to the Lord. So here's the deal. I want us to take us a look at uh, a look at uh, the scriptures in Genesis chapter three, verse seven through nine. Remember how I told you that sin is a separator? Check this out. This is right at the point where uh, Adam and Eve ate of the fruit that they weren't supposed to eat from the tree, okay? And, um, and, uh, and, and the Lord's uh, kind of, um, yeah, going to come talk to them about that? <laughs> Verse 7, all right, this is after she eats it and her husband eats it. It says, at that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt, what's that word? Shame shame at their nakedness so they sewed fig leaves together and covered themselves and when the cool of the evening breezes were blowing the man and his wife heard the lord god walking about in the garden so they what hid from who the lord god among the trees and then the lord god called to the man saying where are you do you think that god didn't know where they were he, his name is Elroy I. He's a God who sees all things. He was asking them, where are you? Because he wanted them to see, look at where sin brought you. Look where disobedience brought you. Look when you did it your own way and not my own way. Look where you're at. Because sin separates. There is a shame that comes over us, and we just naturally will do this with the Lord. It's just a natural thing. Even though you think, no, I'm not. It comes. And the more you walk in that sin, the more you walk in it, the more you'll turn away from them. You know, it'll start with just, you know, not going to church that one Sunday that you felt really bad that you did something you shouldn't have done that weekend. And then it turns into, well, then I'm not going to go to my women's group because I might be called out. And you don't want to give. I mean, can you see how? Am I right? Am I lying? If I'm lying, I'm dying. Am I right? That's just what we do. So it's important for us to realize that when the Lord says, repent and return, it's because our sin is a separator. We don't even sometimes realize it. It kind of hardens the heart and turns us from the Lord. So he's constantly saying to us, please come back to me. Come back to me because there's only life in me. There's no life in what you're doing. There's no life in what you're doing. But, you know, it's amazing to me that in this story, the enemy's the one who tempted them to eat of it. You know, he's the same today. He does the same stupid thing. He will say to you, do this. Do this. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Everybody's doing it. Just do it. And they just do it. And guess what? As soon as you do, you know what he says? Oh, I can't believe you just did that. What kind of Christian does that? God doesn't. I, oh, I don't know if you're going to be forgiven for that. Are you kidding me? This is what he does. This is what he does. But I'm here to tell you that God says, though the enemy says to you, shame on you. God says, mm-mm. Grace on you because Christ is in you and his blood is all over you. You can repent and you can turn back around. Amen. So this is what we do when we repent and we return. So that, there's a reason for it, our sins. Our sins. Next word we're going to look at is sins. Mm. What does sin mean? Sin means to miss the mark. To miss or wander from the path of uprightness. To do or go wrong. To wander from the law of God and violate God's law. Now, let me just say something to you, and this is good news as well. Um, John uh, chapter 16, verse 8, it'll be up here on the screen, says that... um, What does it say? There it is. Uh, The Holy Spirit convicts the world... Um, of sin righteousness and judgment this is good news so guess what Um, I'm gonna jump ahead because I know how the enemy works and when you hear a message like this it's it's easy to go wow I do need to repent yeah I haven't for oh I can't even remember it's kind of like spring cleaning it's been so long since I've done it and so um so you're like okay I'm gonna clean everything So then you say, I'm going to repent of everything. I'm I'm going to ask for forgiveness for this and for this and for this. And you start getting this big list. Okay, here's the deal. Remember this verse. It is the Holy Spirit who convicts you of sin. The Holy Spirit, not you. You're not your own anymore. You've been bought with a price, okay? It's not you who lives, but it's Christ who lives in you, okay? So you don't get to pick at what needs to be fixed in you. God knows, and guess what? He doesn't go, (gasps) only we do. Only we do, okay? And, and, and I've noticed I am more impatient with what needs to be changed in me than he is, okay? So he's gonna work with you. He's gonna be gentle. He's gonna be powerful, and it's gonna last. Don't pick at yourself, and do not let the devil sit here today and tell you, hmm, there's your list of everything that you need to repent from. Yeah, well, you know what? The Holy Spirit will go, here's one thing. How about, how about, how about we work on this right here? just take my hand I'll show you how that's what it is this is what it is so it's not a beating up but I will say this much when the Holy Spirit reaches for your hand to take you grab it grab it because there's grace in that moment and there is power to walk I've done this before you know you're mad at somebody about something anybody ever been mad about something us women we never hold grudges do we Somebody does something, and you just think, "Mm -mm 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 -mm." and in your mind, you're mad, and then you have a fight in your head over and over, and you think about what you would have said if you could have said it, but you know as a Christian, you can't say it, so you're saying it in your mind over and over and over. Okay, and the Lord's like, you need to forgive him, and you're like, oh... Okay, I've been forgiven much. Yes, I forgive them. I'll splash the waters of forgiveness on them because I've been forgiven too. And then you'll get away from that prayer, and the next thing you know, you'll see them, and you'll think, oh, there it is again, and you you hold it. And then you think, no, what they did was wrong. It was wrong, and the Bible says, okay. And the Holy Spirit's like, hey, hey, listen, we need to forgive here. We, we need to we need to let this go. And maybe he'll even ask you to do something, but you just, you don't. You don't. you No, I don't want to because... They gotta do it first because they've known the Lord longer so they can say sorry first. Okay, please don't do that. If the Holy Spirit's saying it to you, that means in that moment you've got the grace and the power. Do it, do it. Because as soon as you do, there's this releasing I can't express or explain. But just, it's like, oh, I'm free. And it's a wonderful thing because listen, here's the deal. A quote from Chuck Swindoll I love and, and it was something I heard a long time ago and I've committed it to memory and it's powerful. And it says this, sin will take you further than you wanna go, keep you longer than you wanna stay, and cost you more than you ever wanna pay. Do not mess around with sin. Does God forgive? You bet he does. Can you repent? You bet you can. But I'll tell you this much, don't play with it. Do not play with it. Holy Spirit convicts, you immediately confess it. And let me say this to you. Sometimes it's not one and done. Sometimes that sin has a stronghold. It has a strong hold. that's what the word means it's got a hold of you and it's strong that's where we need to find someone a leader in the church your women's group leader someone that you can trust that that knows how to give things to the lord and will hold you accountable and will pray for you and help you through it because there is victory and there's victory to be had but i tell you what once you start feeding the flesh it's beastly and you've got to kill it, and it will fight you in the process, but it's okay because the Spirit's more powerful, and the Spirit is in us. Though they war against one another, okay, the Spirit always wins out when we yield to Him. So it's a process, so just hang in there and be encouraged by that. All right next part i love this this word and this definition in the greek um may be wiped away is the next part we're going to look at so we repent and return so that our sins may be wiped away that word maybe is not "Mm, well maybe your sins might be wiped away it's it is going to be wiped away listen to some of these definitions oh they're so good first one is eliminate eliminate cancel that's good erase that's even better Blot out. We saw that in Isaiah, right? Check out this one. Obliterate. Oh, is that not good? God obliterates our sin. Obliterates our sin. Okay, and the last definition is to anoint or wash every part. That is so precious to me because, listen, when we have sinned, there's just this dirtiness. And there's a scripture in Revelation 7:17 7, and it says that God wipes every tear from our eyes. Do you know the exact same word here for wiping away our sins is the exact same Greek word that Jesus is going to wipe away our tears? Okay, I got to demonstrate this. One of you ladies stand up. First one up. Anybody? Hi, Emma. oh were you coming oh you can come too I'll do you both we'll do you both come come this is what the Lord does I want you to see this if he's going to wipe our tears from our eyes um, yes I know he's God but just go with me here Um, what do you have to do to wipe tears from eyes you've got to get in front and somebody said it over here you've got to touch you've got to touch this is what the Lord does touch okay same thing with our sins. Thank you, girls. Same thing with our sin. He washes it away. Wait a minute, what? I can understand tears because those are just salt. But my sin, that's dirty. That's bad. Mm. Yeah, he does. And he doesn't put a clothespin on his nose and get a rag and go, oh, and gag while he's washing you off. No, imagine, imagine a puppy that got Dirty. Or imagine a baby, you know that eight-month-old, where they crawl everywhere and their knees are all dirty and their fingernails all dirty, and you just scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub. You wash every part of them till they're clean. That's what God does when we repent and we return. Everything gets clean, and not only that, He anoints it. Oh, should time to bust that thing open, but I don't. But just know that that's a sweetness of what He puts over you, and what a gift that that is that He gives to us when we repent. And we return to him. Next word I want us to look at is the word refreshing. Because here's the deal. When we repent and we return, and our sins are washed away, are wiped away, it's so that times of refreshing may come. Times of refreshing. This word gets me real excited because there was a time when I, uh, the Lord had me praying um, for, um, well, I shouldn't say the Lord had me praying. I was praying for a revival, and I, you know, it was like a noble prayer. And this was like early on in my Christian walk, and everybody would pray about, "Oh, we can pray for a revival, pray for a revival," and I would pray for a revival. Well, finally one day the Lord was like, Mm-mm, "Don't pray for a revival, pray for a readiness for it," and I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah, we do kind of have to be ready, wouldn't we? Yeah, that would kind of change everything. I mean, more than the drop of colored water." <laughs> Right? It would change everything if revival would come. So I said, like, Oh yes, pray for readiness. Well then it was funny. Um, all these years go by. I'm up at the square and I'm praying, and then the Lord says to me, Do you know how you get ready for revival? And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm not kidding. This was like ten years later. He's so patient. And I was like, I just been praying for readiness. No, I have no idea, but I got a feeling you're about to tell me how. And this is how we repent and we return. It makes us ready. revival and here's the cool part you're gonna catch the definition of this word and let me say this to you it is the only place in the Bible that this word is used in the Greek only place right here here's what it means relief refreshment relaxation from burdensome circumstances because sin kind of does that Uh, encouragement isn't that great that the lord wants to encourage you after after you've been sinning he doesn't go yeah you need to feel bad go ahead and just sit there for a while Mm-mm. he wants to, to encourage you that's what the holy spirit does a state of cheer after a difficult time hmm. a recovery of breath and there it is revival it literally means revival isn't that awesome This is where, if you say, I want to see revival, all these places, revival is happening. Guess what? Revival happens when we repent and return. It can start in you, and then that becomes a fire, and it starts with other people and everywhere else. The power of God working in us, through us, and around us comes when we repent and return because why? We're going to see in the next definition of the next word why that is, because God is with us. So let me just share this with you. Um... Some of those definitions talk about relaxation from a burdensome circumstances. A state of cheer after a difficult time. The reason is is because the Lord knows that sin just tears us up. It is hard on us. And I want to share it with you um, according to the scriptures in um, Psalm 32, verse 3. And this is King David speaking. And it says this. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. I'm going to read verse 4. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. Remember, he disciplines those whom he loves. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Verse 5. Finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me, and all my guilt is gone. Gee whiz. I just, don't tell me, devil, that God don't love me. You can't even tell me. You can't even tell me. This is what he does, because God knows that sin is heavy. It wears us out, and we were never meant to walk in it, ever refreshing. And that refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. That word presence means face in front of presence. When we are refreshed, we repent. We return to the Lord. We are face to face with God. He is in front of us. That's why revival can happen he's right there, and where he is, everything is alive, and everything is right, and that's the beauty of it. So I want to say this again because I do believe that the Lord gave it to me, and that is the devil will always say to you, shame on you, but God says grace on you because my son Christ is in you, and he died for you, and his blood covers you. So do not let the enemy make you feel bad and stay in that place of shame. Do not hide yourself like Adam and Eve did. Don't. But even if you do, the Lord will come looking for you too. And he'll say, where are you at? Where are you at? Romans 8.1 says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Tonight, as we take time for the Holy Spirit to begin to show us sin, you need to remember that verse. If you feel any condemnation, it is not from God because the word of God makes it clear that he brings no condemnation. There's only forgiveness. Condemnation comes from the enemy. God wants you to be face to face with him. He wants to be near you. He wants you to return to him, his little daughters. You know, I was, um, I'll leave you with this story. I uh, uh, was um, on a vacation with my husband. He um, plans those. He's so good about that. And we, we. Um, I got my thing caught here. We were um, uh, on the beach, um, and I was sitting and reading a book. And as I was just enjoying the beach and looking at the beautiful blue waters in front of me, um, all of a sudden in the corner of my eye, I see some movement, and it's happening kind of fast, um, as fast as three-year-old feet can run. And, um, and it was this little girl, and she is just running as fast as her little feet can in the sand, which normally wouldn't be a big deal on the beach, but here's the deal. She had this sandy blonde hair with little ringlets that bounced as she ran. She had a bow on the top of her head. She had a dress on that looked like somebody custom made it. Or else they bought it someplace real expensive. And she had on dress shoes. And she is just running in the sand as fast as she can run toward the water. I'm running. And I was like oh, look at her going. I'm like, honey, look at that. Isn't that so cute? And I was trying to get my phone to get it to record it because it was just so precious. And the, I know the reason why the Lord would have had me record it. I wish I could have, but I just couldn't get to my phone fast enough. I was hiding it from the heat and it was in a bag. And anyways, so she's running by and right about that time. Here comes dad. And I thought, oh, don't. Oh, don't be mad. Don't be too mad. Because it was just too cute. But he was just as much dressed up as she was. And he's running in the sand right after her. And so I'm like, oh, she's going to get it. Okay. And this is how we see God when we run in the direction we shouldn't be going. We're someplace we shouldn't be. It was obvious she didn't belong in the water. She didn't have a bathing suit on. But dad comes running after her. And it's like, this is how our minds think when God catches me. Oh, he's going to be like, what are you doing? And I thought that's what he was going to do with her. I thought for sure he's just going to go, young lady. Mm. But you know what he did? He picked her up and twirled her around a couple of times to where she didn't know and put her down in the direction he wanted to go. And she took off running right where he wanted her. <laughs> that's repentance, that's God. When you go i need to return to god and i need to ask for his forgiveness and i need he's already chasing you baby on the beach you had some place she did not belong in that water three years old no way the beach we were at the they have flags up that flag color that day was red don't swim the undertow would just take your life they didn't even have lifeguards up because it was so bad she's heading for the water see god knows when we're going someplace dangerous and he chases us down but what's wonderful is as he picked her up and spun her around face to face and sat her right back in the right direction, she went that way. But sometimes we, we get to turn and back the direction, the other direction. But guess what? Your father loves you. He can keep chasing you. There's no place you can go. There's no place you can go. So I want you to know that tonight as we take time in ministry time for the Lord to just come and begin to stir in our hearts. Lord, what do I need to repent of? What is it that I've been running away from you on the beach and it seems like fun, but it's not really fun. It's going to end dangerously for me. That you're chasing me. Let him catch you tonight. Pick you up. Spin you around with love, face to face, and put you right back in the direction that he is. That's what tonight's about. There's no shame here. There's no condemnation here. And remember, the Holy Spirit does the convicting, not you. You don't get to pick it yourself. You've been bought, all right? So the Holy Spirit will show you tonight what it is. And we're going to take time now, and there's going to be ministry time afterwards. Words will be shared as the Lord gives them. But the Lord made it very clear that there was going to be a precious, quiet time for each of us to just allow the Lord to speak to our hearts, what is it that I need to repent from and return to the Lord in? He maybe has been working on you already, showing you some things. Perhaps he's already brought some things to mind here today. But if he hasn't, don't fret, ladies. Don't. You can do this, what we're going to do right now, anytime. And I encourage you to do it all the time, wherever you're at, whenever you're convicted. Right then, what that Holy Spirit shows you, you do it right in that moment. So tonight, we're going to take time. I'm going to ask the women, for those of you who feel comfortable and that you want to come up and just... Just demonstrate, Lord, I'm, I'm going in the direction that you want me to go. You've caught me. And I'm going to ask you to come to the right, your left, um, side of the stage here. No one's going to ask you. No one gets to know what's going on. It's just you and the Lord. Now, if it is something heavy like I talked about, we've got leaders of the church. They're small group leaders. You do need to talk to somebody for that accountability and that help to get out of that place, get out of that sin. It's got a bit of a stronghold on you. There'll be time for that. You'll be able to do that, and I encourage you to do that. But tonight, first step is let them catch you. Let them twirl you around and set you back in the right direction. Okay? So with that said, um, I'm going to ask Naomi to um, go ahead and come up and begin to uh, play some worship music for us. And um, I'm going to ask you to just quiet yourself. And as the Lord brings it to your heart and to your mind, I'm just going to ask you to come right here to the right the left side of the stage. Um, and you stay as long as you need, ladies, okay? Because when we're done here, like I said, there'll be some words given, maybe some specific things. And if that pertains to you and you're over here, you're welcome to come over here and get prayer. Or if you're still in your seats, you come up for prayer, okay? So we're just going to take a moment right now, quiet ourselves before the Lord. I'm going to close this with, with a prayer, and then there'll be silence, and then you just make your way up here, okay? Precious Father, I just thank you so much for how much you love us. (laughs) We love you too. I thank you that you pursue us, you chase us, not only for salvation, but when we run away from you into dangerous areas of sin. Father, I pray that these women would know this is a safe place here tonight. And you are coming to catch them. All they need to do is just be caught. Your Holy Spirit will take them by the hand and help them get back to you. Father, I pray that as they are faithful to do this, whether it's tonight or even in the future, that you would be faithful to come and bring your refreshment, your joy, revival in their hearts and in their souls. Have your way tonight with your daughters, Lord. May this time be sacred and holy and precious and private with you and them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Why don't we go ahead and just make our way. If you feel you want to come up and pray, go ahead and hold me. Thank you. Ministering to you, I want you to continue. But I want to offer up an opportunity for those who may have gotten any words, any things to share tonight in prayer for the women.
0: picture Um, I had a testing there we go I had a picture of um, something and the Lord just highlighted uh, the word self-hate and that's a pretty strong word Um, but that whenever you look at yourself in the mirror uh, you can't help but see all your flaws and you can't help but see all the things that you carry with you that somehow disqualify you or make you tainted, or just highlight those inadequacies. And I, the picture I got was of my little girl who's almost three, and she, when I first gave her her first ice cream cone, and it was just that twist, you know, of just vanilla ice cream, and her face was like she had been given a thousand dollars. Like she was like, "What is this?" amazing creation you have handed to me and she'd never even tasted it before her eyes were just filled with utter delight and that's the face of God when he looks at you it's not despise it's not disdain it's not hate it is absolute delight and I think that word delight until we see it for ourselves and we look in the the mirror and we see our Heavenly Father looking back at us with delight that changes something in us. It changes something in us. It speaks worthiness over us. And for those of you that, that feel like that, that resonates, you know, that, that's something that I carry with me. It's hard for me to even look in the mirror because I just see all the things I don't like about myself. That is the enemy. And he wants to keep covering you with just self-doubt and self-hate. And he wants to keep you locked down so that you never, ever see yourself as Jesus sees you. Heaven forbid that that you see yourself like Jesus sees you. I mean, he sees you with pure, utter delight. So for those of you that feel like that might be for you, I think the Lord wants to to show you his face tonight. Delight. Um,
2: I woke up this morning, and I was sleeping rather soundly and grateful for it, but I woke up just... um, almost with a panic attack, and I don't usually get those, but I, I just woke up really um, fearful and afraid, and I remember laying in bed this morning and just saying, Lord, what is this? Um, you know, because I was just in, in a great sleep, but I just, um, as I was sitting there and praying, it just kind of came back to me, and so I just feel like if there's anyone here that you just struggle with panic attacks or anxiety or especially you're losing sleep, I would love to pray for you or have someone pray for you, so come on forward.
3: Yeah, I had something, too. I, I felt like I saw a picture of a of a woman and your... Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, uh, it had affected... Sin had affected the way you think, your mind. And you almost feel like you can't think straight lately. And it's because of just this pattern of sin that you've allowed to come into your life. And the Lord wants to free you from that. And then the other part of it was that... Um, Through repentance, he wants to free you through repentance. You know, the early church, they called repentance the gift of repentance, the grace of repentance, because they saw it with so much grace. They didn't see it as something to run from at all, but I felt like God just wants you to embrace that grace that he offered for us on the cross and that you're gonna begin seeing healing in your mind as as you embrace that, and then one other thing, I, I was thinking. I kept thinking about my granddaughter Olive, and a lot of you know her, and she's right in the middle of the you know the terrible twos right now. But you know, there is absolutely nothing that that little girl could do that would make me not adore her. And the reason why is because she's my granddaughter. She's mine. And I felt like the Lord wanted many of you to know that tonight, that there is nothing that you could do that would make him turn from you, because you are his. You are his daughter. And so just embrace that tonight. Embrace that, just that love he has for you. I look at her, even Sunday, they came out and said she had bit somebody in the the class, you know. And of course, her parents were mortified. Well, I'm laughing, you know, I'm thinking, that's a you know, that girl's gonna go places, you know. <laughs> and that's the way the Lord looks at us. You know, I knew they needed to discipline her and all of that. Yeah, you know, they needed that. But she's mine and I love her, and there's nothing she could do that would make me turn away from her, and that's the way the Lord wants wants you. So embrace that. Embrace that grace that you are his. So why don't we just stand up? Let's just stand up. I just think the Holy Spirit, did you have something too? Oh, I'm sorry, Vicky. Yeah, let's stand up and just open our hearts up to the Holy Spirit.
2: I had a, um, a song that was running through my mind during worship, which wasn't what we were singing. Um, so I really feel like this is from the Lord. And it was just a lyric, come out of the darkness and into the light. And I felt like many of you are sitting in darkness and you've sat there long enough that you've embraced it and it's become home. It's comfortable. And that is a really hard thing to come out of. But the Lord's not only inviting you to come out, he's calling you as his daughters to come out of that because you have wandered off that path of righteousness, that path of trying to get closer to God. So he wants to break that off of you tonight. So I just invite all of you, if you just have that that little race of your heart, I know it's hard. But that step forward just in itself will break things off of you. So we invite you to start coming forward. um, And then we also will ask for prayers. Just if you could come up, ladies, and, and lay hands on and just pray for them. And anyone here tonight, if you've never received Jesus into your life, if you do not have a relationship with him, he's calling you. Or maybe you've wandered away, he's calling you back. So come forward and get prayer, and we want to help you invite him into your life and do that repentance, that about-face, and just go the other way and start running towards the Lord. So if you could come forward, we'll pray for you. One more. I had a sense of weight being tied to someone's ankles, like um, you're just weighted down by shame, and you just feel like even with all of the words that were shared tonight, all the truth that was spoken tonight, it's still just, you just can't step out and say, I want, I want this, Lord. Jesus has power over those weights and you need to step out and let them go. You have the power to step out of them through Jesus. So let those weights off your feet and please get prayer. Say no to
3: that shame. Let's just wait on the Holy Spirit a little bit. Did you have another word, Linda? Okay, let's just wait on him. I think he wants to do some more work with us. Let's just wait in his presence. And I'm gonna invite him just to come and begin moving across the room and touching us and touching our hearts, the manifest, he's here. You know, that's good theology, he's here but the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit wants to come and begin releasing us from those weights and that heaviness and that shame that we carry. So let's just invite him to come and receive. So Holy Spirit, we love you. And Lord, we ask you to come now and begin moving in this room. Begin breaking those bondages that we have Begin removing those weights that are on our, on, on our feet, on our legs, Lord. Break the power of those now. As we repent, as we turn towards you, break the power of sin that has held us in bondage. If you know if you need prayer, come on up here with any of these words. We're gonna pray. So, I'm...
2: so, so just
3: keep waiting and feel free to come up here. Did you have a word to...
0: When we were worshiping earlier, um, I just saw s- several of us women just kind of getting on our tiptoes and just kind of trying to reach for God, and and He was in our minds too far away, and we just couldn't grasp His hand. And he said, open up your eyes. I'm right here in front of you. I'm not out of reach. I'm right where I'm always in front of you. I'm right there where you always need me to be right with you. Don't think I'm not reachable because I am right in front of you all the time.
1: Come on, ladies, and just make your way forward and receive prayer. I would ask for women's leaders and those of you who um, can pray. Just come forward and let's, let's just join the Lord in the work that he's doing.
3: He wants to wash us and cleanse us, but he wants to fill us with his joy. So just hold your hands open if you feel comfortable, like you're receiving a gift from the Lord. And I'm just going to pray joy over all of you. Lord, we thank you for the joy that comes when we repent. And so, Lord, I just pray for the joy of the Lord to be released over your daughters now. Lord, we love your joy. And so we receive it. We receive your joy. Come, Holy Spirit. Just receive that joy. Receive it. Open your hearts up to receive the joy of the Lord. like that that rain that came last night lord you you've sent buckets of rain last night and we just pray for buckets of joy to rain down upon us we receive it just say yes lord say yes to him yes lord we receive all that you have for us no matter what we're going through we receive the joy of the lord just keep receiving
1: Are getting ministered to please continue. Um the presence of the Lord is thick in here. If, if if you're still waiting on something, you stay right in this room. But just know that something sweet's happening in here, but something sweet is going to happen out there with our ice cream. So if you want to keep eating the dessert that's in this room, you can stay in here, ladies. You're welcome to but for those of you who are ready you're welcome to head out. Um, out these doors and off to the left is a lobby and there's some ice cream with some wonderful toppings for you to enjoy. But again, like I said, if the Lord is working on you and you're waiting on him, you're welcome to stay in here with us. Bless you. Thank you. You're dismissed.